And here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, it is 6 o'clock straight up, and the number you, the, the noise you're hearing is they're doing a test here uh, at Crosstown Complex, uh, telling us uh, we, we need to evacuate the building. Uh, we don't need to evacuate the building. It's a test. I was told it was supposed to be over before 6 o'clock. Clearly, that was not a truthful statement because we hear it right now. Uh, and anyway, hi. Good to see you. <laughs> Go. Uh, it is 6 o'clock straight up on Monday evening. Uh, I am Chip Washington, your humble host, and this is Real Talk Memphis. Uh, hopefully, the distraction won't disturb us too much the next hour. Very happy to have you with us. Very happy to be here this evening. I trust that you had a very nice weekend and that everything went very well for you. Uh, the weather was absolutely beautiful and it's beautiful today as well. I'm to understand it is going to be a dry week. Uh, so that is not bad uh, at all. So uh, before we uh, get into uh, the depths of this show this evening and our guests in the whole nine yards, uh, how do you get this radio broadcasting uh, masterpiece? You're asking yourself, well, Man, this is going to be a rough hour. So hang with us with all this noise out here. But in any event, uh, there are several ways you can do it. Of course, we're on live right now, 91.7 WYXR. Uh, we are also uh, on the uh, TuneIn app. You can catch us on the WYXR.org uh, app. Uh, we are on Facebook Live this evening. And uh, uh, when the show posts tomorrow, we will be... Uh, on YouTube, and uh, when the show posts, uh, you will be able to get us as we are a podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in, uh, the noise you're hearing in the background is uh, a test uh, that they're doing here uh, at the station uh, for emergency evacuations. Uh, there has There's a speaker in this studio, like right behind my head here, uh, so uh, it, it's just, anyway, uh, we're going to try to battle through it uh, tonight and pray that this doesn't continue for the next, can you hear that? For the next hour. Uh, okay. So now that we got the business at hand about how you get this fine piece of radio uh, broadcasting, I will tell you uh, that I think we have a pretty good show for you this evening. Uh, now, uh, program note at the top, we were supposed to have... Uh, Representative Justin J. Pearson, uh, but uh, he had to cancel uh, at, at the last minute. I think he uh, is battling a bit of an illness. And hopefully, uh, you know, before all is said and done, we'll be able to get him uh, down the road uh, as the time moves forward. But uh, we do have uh, Mikhail Lowry. Mikhail is the, uh, the Shelby County Commissioner, and he's the chairman of the Shelby County uh, Commission. Uh, he will join us uh, in just a bit to kind of catch us up on uh, commission business it is budget time, of course, and uh, one of the big issues is this wheel tax uh, that Mayor Harris proposed to try to raise money for a new high school in Cordova and do some upgrades uh, at the med, uh, the hospital out there. Uh, they want to double the wheel tax from 50 to $100. That's not a real popular deal. Uh, so we'll ask uh, Mikhail about that. Uh, a little bit later, we are going to be speaking with... Uh, uh, the water warrior herself. She hasn't been on the show for a while. Her name is Sarah Houston. Uh, she is the executive director of Protect Our Aquifer. And every now and again, it's good to get a check on that water deal, right? To find out kind of how the water situation is, uh, the uh, 
the rust in the water, seeing if there's any impurities and, and, and catch up on some of the latest issues that they may be dealing with. And uh, we're going to be speaking with uh, Charnel Smith. Charnel is an educator, the founder and director of Rescue Me Education. Uh, now, what is that, you ask? Well, uh, I'm going to let her explain it to you, but it has a lot to do with uh, educational alternatives uh, for young folks who may not necessarily be geared toward college. You know, a lot of kids aren't geared toward college, but that doesn't mean that there are not uh, alternatives out there uh, that they can uh, get into uh, that can be quite prosperous for them uh, as a career. Okay, so we have a pretty good show for you tonight. We hope you stay with us for the entire hour because, you know, it's actually a pretty good show. Uh, so as we do at this normal uh, time of uh, the broadcast, we celebrate you. May is a big month for uh, birthdays. Uh, and, uh, you know, we always, uh, you know, knock it out and celebrate you by the shout outs, uh, you know, on on this show. Because nobody does shout outs better than we do right here on Real Talk Memphis. But before we do that, we can't get into it without uh, first saying, hit it, Bryn. Man, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to all of you out there. Uh, if you uh, celebrated a birthday over the weekend, or you have one today, or you have one this week, this segment is for you. Happy birthdays today going out to Commissioner Charlie Caswell celebrating his birthday today. Yasmin Omari celebrating a birthday, as is Rachel Chisholm, Shirley Hugo Markham. Cedric Lott celebrating his birthday today, as is Summer Owens. Happy birthday to you. And uh, our cousin Terry Anderson, born on May 22nd. Uh, so to each and every one of you celebrating today, a very happy birthday. And a uh, you know we congratulate you on making another trip around the sun. Before we get out of here, uh, Lola has uh, something she would like to contribute to the birthdays. First, I'd like to say happy birthday to Keisha Rayford. Happy birthday, Tweety. Her birthday is today. All right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to my cousin, Marsha Kuby Baker, whose birthday is on Sunday. All right, Marsha. And happy birthday to DJ KP Plunkett, whose birthday is on Friday. DJ and the KP. biggest, biggest happy birthday on yesterday was our fearless leader, Mr. Chip Washington. Uh, Make sure you drop on this timeline and tell him a happy, happy, happy birthday. Well, that's very nice, Lola. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And to all of you, congratulations uh, on uh, that uh, trip around the sun. Uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful for you all. And before, uh, thank you, Brent. Uh, but before we move on from the congratulations, uh, we, we have a special uh, uh, congratulations uh, to our latest high school graduate. She's one of the family right here. And, and Lola happens to be Lola's daughter, uh, Addison. Addison graduated this weekend from high school. Hey, she's here. She's celebrating. There you go. Look at that. Just for you. <laughs> she's coming to the show. Anyway, congratulations, sweetie, uh, and, and uh, you know, we, we, we wish you all the best, and we know that uh, you're happy, and we know that your mom is proud, and we're proud of you as well. She's kind of growing up around here. And she actually came in here today. I was a little surprised. I was wondering if I was going to see her, but I'm, I'm always glad to see her. Now, uh, yes, as Lola alluded to, uh, yesterday was my birthday, uh, and uh, I just wanted to take a moment to thank each and every one of you uh, out there who... Uh, 
uh, took the time to uh, acknowledge that yesterday uh, on the timeline. Hundreds of hundreds of uh, well wishes and happy birthdays yesterday, and it has continued on today as well. Uh, very, very uh, nice of you uh, to acknowledge little old me. I really appreciate that. Uh, and I'm happy, too, uh, to have made another trip around the sun. Uh, and so I, I truly appreciate it. Uh, I'm very humbled by the, uh, the attention and the uh, well wishes. And uh, thank you all very, very much. So um, let's do some news and notes, shall we? Uh, we, had a, we had a death uh, that, uh, that happened the last few days. Uh, Former football great, civil rights advocate, and actor Jim Brown uh, died uh, late last week at the age of 87. Of course, uh, uh, he's, go, he's gone down in, uh, in history of football as being the greatest running back uh, in the history of the game. Uh, retired from the game at 30 years of age. There's an interesting story behind that. Uh, he was actually acting uh, in a movie uh, at, at, during a, a certain point in time which sort of co, uh, kind of uh, collided with uh, the training, football training. Uh, and uh, he asked, uh, could he uh, stick around uh, to finish uh, his part in the movie? Well, his football team said, no, you need to get to training camp. Well, Jim Brown said, no, I'm going to retire. And he retired that day, and he never went back to playing football ever again. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, our condolences to uh, Mr. Jim Brown, one of the greatest to ever do it. All right, so uh, did you hear about the uh, young lady? This is fascinating to me. Uh, she stole an ID from a woman in Texas, uh, and she decided uh, that she would uh, take uh, that ID and make a few purchases. Uh, what did she buy? Well, she went to three separate car dealers in our city, uh, and she bought a Mercedes-Benz at one. She bought an Audi at the second dealership, and she bought a BMW at the third dealership. And this, this all came up to well over $100,000 in purchases. And, of course, she was caught. And I saw her, you know, in court this afternoon. And the judge said, you, you plan on coming back? Because if you, if you don't come back, we'll issue a bench warrant and you'll never get out of here. And so she said, yes, she would. So in any event, uh, crime may only pay for, you know, just a short period of time. But eventually, you know, you gotta, we got to pay the piper on that. So um, this uh, whole issue of residency requirements for people running for mayor has been, uh, has been taken care of. There is no residency requirement. So if you live in Arkansas or Mississippi or, you know, another state or another part of uh, 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 Tennessee, maybe you ought to think about coming down here and running too. Uh, so you don't you don't have to you don't have to live here a certain period of time to be able to do that, which is good for, of course, uh, Sheriff Floyd Bonner and uh, Van Turner. Uh, and by the way, uh, there was an informal poll taken uh, because, you know, there's an actual mayor's race in October, just in case, you know, you weren't paying much attention. Uh, but the uh, this poll uh, sampled about 600 folks uh, and uh, uh, the findings came back. Uh, as Van Turner and Floyd Bonner are literally uh, neck, neck and neck uh, in terms of this, like close to 16%. Right on their heels is former Mayor Willie Harrington. Now, I don't know if this surprises any of you, but, but it does to me. So today is the first day uh, that you can uh, you know, put in your petitions uh, for running for mayor and 
uh, for the uh, city council because all of the city council races, uh, all of the city council folks are running for re-election. Uh, half of the body uh, is in their second term, so they're moving on. Uh, the other half uh, are all filing for, for uh, re-election. So there'll be four new seats uh, in, in the city council world uh, as well. So they're filing their, their uh, official petitions today. Uh, we have, I think, 11 or 12 people running for mayor still. Uh, and uh, we'll see how all of this, you know, breaks out uh, as we uh, continue to move uh, forward. The uh, school issue, the school superintendent issue is still hanging out there, uh, meaning that uh, they've still not made any decisions. They've not made any, uh, you know, moves into what happens next. There's still dissension within uh, the body of the MSCS board um, as to which way we go. And now we, com we combine this with uh, the fact that uh, there are advocates uh, and uh, parents, concerned citizens uh, who want to be a part of this process. Well, uh, they entered uh, the last meeting the, the school board had. And of course, uh, you know how protesters and, uh, and, and activists are. They can be a little disruptive at times. Well, uh, they were disruptive at this last meeting and they were thrown out of that meeting. Can't be disruptive, you know, when the body's trying to do some business, right? So they didn't care. They were disruptive anyway. Uh, and uh, they were told that they were uh, prevented uh, and prohibited from coming to any other school board meeting, period. Well, that didn't go over too well, as you can imagine. Uh, and there was even threat of a lawsuit by the uh, protesters and uh, activists involved in this. Uh, last I heard, there were going to be a meeting between uh, the school board leaders there and the, some of the protesters because they want to come back and they want their voices to be heard in reference to uh, what is happening uh, in terms of the next uh, superintendent of education. It's a messy, messy deal. It, 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 it truly is. Tony Allen, uh, former Grizzly, uh, pled guilty uh, today in court uh, for some fraud, some Medicare fraud uh, that happened uh, a few years back. Uh, he initially pled non-guilty, but then he pled guilty today. Uh, he's, he's facing uh, a couple of serious charges uh, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, taking money under false pretenses. Uh, the court date and the sentencing will be uh, in uh, August, uh, and we will uh, keep a very close uh, eye on that. Congratulations uh, to Memphis and Maine, the barbecue cooking contest, which uh, ended uh, pretty much without any issues whatsoever. Uh, over the weekend. So, uh, you know, again, a pretty good event uh, uh, for all the folks uh, involved in that. All right. Uh, so we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the show and we're going to talk a little bit about education and more importantly, uh, educational options for our children. This is Real Talk Memphis for this beautiful Monday evening in the city. I am Chip. You know who you are. Quick break. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back.
WYXR is supported by Minglewood Hall, hosting reggae musician Steel Pulse on June 8th and Stephen Marley on July 18th. More information at MinglewoodHallMemphis.com. Shangri-La Records proudly supports WYXR. They offer a selection of vinyl, CDs, books, and more. Shangri-La is operated in the Memphis area for over three decades, and they are located at 1916 Madison Avenue in Midtown. They're open seven days a week. More information at Shangri.com. Are you an education professional looking to land a job before school begins? Are you interested in joining a community committed to change? Teach where it matters most. Teach 901. Job opportunities and more at teach901.com. River Series is a proud sponsor of WYXR. The series continues May 13th with Mark Eggers Stewart and Aaron James, and May 20th with Chapel Hill, North Carolina Spider Bags, and a tribute to Memphis's Flat Tire Rockers Limes. Doors at 4 p.m. for both shows. Tickets and more information at riverseries.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on a beautiful Monday evening, uh, May 22nd, uh, 2023, in the city. Uh, glad to have you all with us. And, of course, uh, before I go too far here, uh, I'm looking at some folks on the Facebook Live line. I see Tracy Shaw's out there. Sherry Allen uh, is checking in. She says, good evening from Las Vegas, Nevada, to my home peoples in Memphis, Tennessee. First of all, uh, she's doing it in Vegas anyway. You're supposed to <laughs> Hanging out, hanging out in Vegas. I, that's my spot, okay? I love Vegas, so I'm a little jealous. That's why I had to call you out. But anyway, uh, uh, glad that you are checking us out this evening. Uh, Cassandra Corbin Blake checking us out. Michael Harris and Maya Harris as well. So listen, uh, we were just talking a little bit about this at the top of the show. Education is extraordinarily important, extraordinarily important for our young people and their future. Uh, my first guest tonight is someone who believes in education with all of her heart. She's been in it for a very long time. She's an educator. She's an, and she's also the founder and director of Rescue Me Education, LLC. Her name is Charnel Smith. Charnel, welcome, welcome to Real Talk Memphis. It's good to see you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be on your platform. And I'm going to tell you, Chip, yeah. any day that we can talk about education, it's a good day. It's a good day. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, especially with some of the challenges we're having here. But that's a whole other conversation. Uh, for, for, for folks who uh, don't know, uh, you know about you and your organization, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about Rescue Me Education. Uh, and then I want to talk a little bit about the alternative uh, that, 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 that your particular program uh, is offering for our young people. So go ahead with that. Absolutely. So first of all, hello to everyone who is tuned in to this amazing platform. My name is Charnell Smith, and I am the director and founder of Rescue Me Education, LLC. And I will tell you this, 
Education for us is the most important thing out there. Uh, and the reason why I am in this particular lane, because this is my lane, right. Chip said I had years of experience. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna go on and put some data on the years. Now, let's say 23, okay? You're not, no, you, whoa, 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 whoa. You only look like you're about 27, 28 years old. I don't know how you're getting that 23, but go ahead. I'm, no, I'm just, I'm just 23 years wow, of great. experience. Right. And my experience started in the classroom. But I'll tell you that we really build into teachers with the ultimate goal of building into students. And so the work that I get a chance to do is definitely building teachers up in the classroom so that they can have an impact on students who we know they have an impact on our world, right? And so everything that we do is provide providing professional development, uh, we are providing specialized help and support to districts. So if a district says, you know what, we're trying to build our teachers up so that they'll have more classroom engagement or classroom management, we do just that. And so uh, I am so proud of this work. Like I said, it is something that is near and dear to my heart. Admit, can we admit something? I'm going to miss something to all of your viewers. All right, go ahead, go ahead. I was one of those... We wouldn't be able to keep this archive going without your support. Donate online today at wixr.org. And I know kids, kids do that. To their, but I used to, to their dolls? Is that what you said? To your dolls? Yeah, you know, my, okay. you know, I had an audience early. You hey. know, line the dolls up and what? teach school to the dolls. Well, well, look. The late representative John Lewis used to used to preach to chickens. So you know when he you know when he was doing his you know church thing, he was doing, he was preaching to the chickens out in the roosters outside. But yes. but but look, I don't look. I, I, don't, I, I think that's a great thing. But 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 let's talk a little bit about uh, the option for uh, young people because as you and I spoke offline. Not every child is equipped to go to college. Let, let's just face that. Uh, but you've also but you're also pretty expert in the area of CTE. Uh, yes. Tell us a little bit, what does CTE stand for and, 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 and what are you doing in terms of that particular area? Absolutely. And so once I say it, everybody's going to go, oh, I knew about that. So it's college, career and technical education. Okay. So career and tech ed. Y'all used to call it VOTEC. I'm gonna go on and I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna age some of the folks. You know, y'all used to say VOTEC yeah. and we're going to shop class. And you know, we're going to that class where they cooking at. Yeah. It has, it has exploded. There are so many opportunities for students who might not want to go the post-secondary route of a four-year degree or even a two-year degree. They might want to do something that's a trade, right? Mm -hmm. And so we provide a foundation for that. So my day job, I wear a cape in the day and a cape at night. So my day job, I get a chance to actually uh, work with CTE in the state of Tennessee. And so we make sure that there, there are programs for students and that students have opportunities. Everybody's not going to go the cookie cutter route. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm a product of Memphis Shelby County Schools. It was Memphis City Schools. And then it was Shelby County Schools. And then now it's MSC. You know, we got to keep up with all the names. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, I even at, in my high school years was in CTE. I was in marketing. Shout out to Mrs. Badgett, who is was my marketing teacher. And that 
fed me and I was so excited and I want kids to have that opportunity as well. So if a child comes and they say, you know what? I like to build houses, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want to build houses and I'm into hands-on type of learning. Mm -hmm. We have programs for that. We have architecture and construction programs. What about our kids who want to code, right? Yeah. We have kids who they want to code and they may not want to go to college. They yeah. might want to just do coding and they can open their own business doing that. That's a big, that's a so big deal. Isn't it? That, that, that's a big, that's a big thing. That's like the next big thing. Uh, and, yeah. and a lot of folks are, are, are teaching these kids and that they need to learn code and they need to understand that because that is, that is the wave of the future, is it not? It is the wave of the future. Everything goes back to technology. And again, you can go to a trade school. So, so again, so there are four-year institutions where you can go hone your skills, mm -hmm. get your degree. Like we love getting that degree, but it's not for everyone. And I just keep saying that like, it's not for everyone. And so we want to make sure that kids know that there are some alternatives. There are some options. Some of these kids, Chip, are coming out of high school making a nice salary that makes you go, wow, maybe that's the route I should have taken. You know? yeah, exactly. So there are options. Well, you know, I, I think it's very important to, uh, to, to make sure that we we emphasize that component because, you know, uh, you know, we've, we've just celebrated, you know, so many of our young people graduated, you know, it's an accomplishment to graduate from high school these yes. days. And, 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 and so now they're figuring out, okay, the next step. And, and as you said, not everyone, uh, you know, is geared toward that academic, you know, track to go to whatever college they feel like they want to go to, but there are, are not only options, but these are very viable uh, and, and realistic and, and eventually uh, could be, uh, uh, in terms of financial, uh, could be some very big options out there that don't have anything to do with being in a classroom for the next four years, correct? Especially when you think about, so this is Charnell Smith talking, just me. Like, especially when you think about Memphis, you think about the tapestry that makes up our history and also making up our current status, mm. we have to make sure that kids who are maybe first time high school graduates or are going to college, even in their families, that they have options, right? Mm -hmm. Like some of our kids have all already have challenges. We have to make sure we have some solutions uh, for them that they're not going to go, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like some of these kids, honestly, they got to see the money. Like yeah. they got to see something that's going to immediately happen that's going to make it change for them. Uh, before, I, is, is this the future, is, is CTE in terms of what you do, uh, you know, on a daily basis, and you're also, you know, uh, counseling, uh, you know, other, other teachers and other districts around the country, yes. but, but, but is this, is this really, uh, you know, uh, one of the central paths, uh, that we all, you know, not only, uh, teachers and educators, but parents, uh, and other concerned folks need to be looking at for our children? Absolutely. Um, right close to home, my daughter tells me constantly that she may or may not go to college because there are so many options. This is not only the future, it's the present. This is what's happening. Um, we know that students are going to do what they are passionate about. Mm -hmm. 
give them some options. Like we're gone are the days where everybody's gonna sign up and we know more people are doing it, but gone are the days where everybody's gonna sign up to be a teacher, doctor, lawyer. We have options now. Yeah. We are using those options. Chip, if I may, I need to shout out Memphis Shelby County Schools mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I am very passionate about the work that they do every day. Mm -hmm. The CTE director is Tanika Lester. And I'm going to urge parents who are in Memphis Shelby County Schools and you're looking for something for your kids, you better check CTE out because they are making a huge impact and mark in this city. So it is worthwhile. I'm very proud to be a part of their work as well. And so I'm gonna encourage everybody to go CTE is what I'm gonna say. Well, listen, I, I think it, it, it really is, uh, you know, an amazing, uh, you know, opportunity for, for, for many out there uh, and, and a very credible option uh, as well. Uh, your passion and your love and your desire for not only the, the students out there, but the teachers out there who are working hard to do the job on a daily basis uh, is very, very evident. If, if uh, anybody wants to uh, get in contact with you about the, about the, uh, the other program uh, that you are, the Rescue Me Education, uh, how do they do that? Absolutely. So if you're on Facebook, you're going to go to Rescue Me Education and you will see our page. Also, send us an email at rescuemeeducation at gmail. And that's our website as well. So it's real easy to remember www.rescuemeeducation.com. And we would love to hear from you and definitely help you out in any capacity that we can. Shawnell Smith, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show tonight. It's a pleasure meeting you. Uh, and I, uh, full disclosure, uh, 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 Lola uh, is is two thumbs up. You know, if y'all been watching this show, listening to my show for a while, you know Lola's one of my cues. She's one of my gang, and uh, yeah. she's one of my producers. And she she speaks she's spoken so highly of you, and I can I can see why. So thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Chip. And Chip, we'll have to keep on talking about education. Okay. Let's do it. We we that's a date, y'all. You're you're welcome yeah. back. And, and when you get a call from me, you better take it. I'm just gonna tell you that. Right? I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> have a great night. Take care. Sean L. Smith, Smith, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that was some good stuff there. And again, uh, you know, decisions are, are, are being made now. School is out uh, for many, and then uh, another week, everybody will be out of school. Uh, and, and now the decisions and the conversations uh, are, are starting uh, in terms of, well, what comes next? Uh, you graduating senior out there? Well, now, uh, you know, we have to start to, to figure out what the real world looks like and what the options are and, and what direction we need to go in and, and everything like that. So uh, these the CTE and, you know, I've had a lot of folks on this show talking about that and code and a lot of uh, other things uh, that are happening because the technology uh, is really going to be the face of what happens uh, to us all. Uh, you know, in, 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 as, as the future uh, moves forward, it's all about the technology. And, and again, uh, you know, make sure you're, you know, you sit down and talk with your kids, parents, and now that they've graduated uh, and chart a, a, a good course for them, an accurate course for them, uh, you know, a direction that they that they want to go into and that they're going to prosper with. That was a great conversation. I really enjoyed that. We're going to take a break. I don't see him up here, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that our county commissioner, Mikhail Lowry, is supposed to be joining us in just a few minutes. We'll take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll continue this broadcast. How about that? This is the Monday edition of Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back.
If you like real talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. At WIXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WIXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at WIXR.org. WIXR is supported by the Museum of Science and History, presenting Laser Live, which brings live music and laser light effects together for a live concert series in the Mosh AutoZone Dome at the Sharp Planetarium. Laser Live begins May 13th with Hope Claiborne and Soul Scrimmage. More information at moshmemphis.com. Let's take it back in time to cool summers by Mint Cream Market. Shop with Memphis artists and makers alike. It will feature music from WYXR DJs every last Saturday of the month starting June 24th at the High Cotton Brewery located in the Historic Edge District. Thanks to Mint Cream Market, Memphis Medical District Collaborative, and WYXR. More information at mintcreammarket.com. Memphis-based Black Arts and Culture Organization Tone is back with their annual Juneteenth celebration, featuring a week filled with events centered around African-American heritage and creativity. This year's theme is BAPS, exploring Black royalty and regalia. The week kicks off on June 15th with a screening of the movie BAPS. Daily events include a spades tournament, gala, after party, and outdoor festival. Musical acts at the festival include Project Pat, Duke Deuce, Hit Kid, Goddessy, Taliba Safia, and WYXR's own Kai to God. For more information, visit ToneJuneteenth.com. Do you want to place your company in front of Memphis cultural consumers and influencers? How about interacting with them in a meaningful way? WIXR's second annual Stereo Sessions at the Memphis Listening Lab is back. We are looking for sponsors to support WIXR's exploration of unsung albums from the musical history of Memphis. For more information, email us at sponsorships at wixr.org. WIXR is supported by the Orpheum's 2023-2024 Broadway season, featuring Funny Girl, Beetlejuice, Six, Company, Les Mis, Mrs. Doubtfire, Wicked, and Mamma Mia. More information at orpheum-memphis.com season. Did you know you could donate your vehicle and support WIXR at the same time? We offer free pickup and it's tax deductible. Go to cars.wixr.org to donate your car today. WIXR doesn't go to sleep at night. We keep the music moving. Memphis music, that is. When our DJs clock out, our automation clocks in with music right from our community. Produced, performed, and written by Memphians or in Memphis. Some are hits and some are rarely heard, but they all tell the story of one of the world's greatest music cities. Visit wyxr.org for playlist and scheduling information. Email submissions at wyxr.org to let us hear your Memphis music. We may just play it.
Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR. And he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. Yeah, man, you and Nicole and Nicole and Lola over here just cutting up on the side. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the broadcast. And uh, as promised, uh, we are uh, very fortunate to have uh, County Commissioner and County Commission Chairman Mikhail Lowry joining us uh, on the big broadcast this evening. And Mikhail, it's always good to have you back. Uh, you are an extraordinarily busy man. Thanks for taking a few minutes to talk to us tonight. I appreciate you. Hey, no, I'm Chip. Always uh, glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Abs- absolutely that. So, you know, this is always a, a busy time of year uh, for uh, the governmental uh, folks out there like yourself. Uh, we're in the middle of budget season, of course, and there's always a lot of ask and there's always, you know, a lot of requests that are happening. Uh, I know that this is just beginning and you all are having your meetings with the various uh, uh, individuals out there. How would you assess uh, the way things are going, uh, you know, in this early part of the budget process? Well, Chip, this is my fifth budget year uh, since I've been on the county commission. Mm -hmm. Like I can tell you, Every year is always interesting, uh, because <laughs> just to say the least. Yeah. Obviously, there are a lot of needs in our county. There are a lot of big projects that we need to tackle. But there's also a lot of things that we have to handle every year. We have a maintenance of effort that we have with the school system. Obviously, uh, our elected officials uh, have some needs as well. So as the public knows, the mayor puts together a budget, and he submits it to us. And then at the end of the day, it becomes our budget. And obviously, then we get to obviously approve or modify as we go. So we had the various meetings with the various clerks and the various other offices. And we're going through that right now to determine what the needs are. And hopefully we'll come out with a budget uh, on time as we have in the past. So, you know, one of the big issues uh, this year and is always a, a big one uh, that uh, that tends to cause, uh, you know, a little bit of a uh, little bit more discussion, a little consternation. I know Mayor Harris uh, is proposing uh, some some major changes uh, to the med uh, and uh, uh, regional one rather. And he and he also uh, uh, is talking about uh, you have to try to get some funding together for a new high school uh, out in Cordova. One of the things that he has proposed is to increase the wheel tax, which is already kind of an itchy subject for a lot of folks out there, from $50 to $100. Uh, That's a really big deal. And uh, last I heard, I think you guys are kind of putting it back in committee. Is that is that where we are with this? Yeah, you're exactly exactly right. Um, Obviously, anytime you start talking about increasing fees, uh, those conversations get better. And so right now, we want to make sure that we're having the right conversations, no matter where you stand on the will tax. Um, obviously, we need to have some of these big ticket items done. That's the only way we can pay for it. So the point is right back in committee right now for us to determine what it looks like. Also, too, we want to make sure that even what's been proposed, that certain people over a certain age, especially our seniors, aren't burdened by this as well. But again, it takes nine votes to get that done, Chip. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's uh, and, and and that is, you know, in, in terms of the challenges that many of uh, our, our citizens have, uh, you know, here in, in, in Memphis and Shelby County, that that is, of course, uh, one of the one of the major uh, one of the major uh, concerns in, in terms of how to balance all of that out. 
what are some of the other things uh, as you look over the landscape uh, that, uh, you know, that, that you see that, that may be challenging uh, this year uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, how you all uh, come together to coalesce to put together a budget for this year? Well, Chip, it's just that those things you just mentioned, anytime we have these big ticket items such as schools, such as Regional One, those really play a part into how we go about getting votes. And it's just, it gets difficult because you need nine votes for a will tax. Obviously, Frazier has a huge need uh, for other schools. That's something we're all passionate about too as well. Yes, so yeah. those are, those, those when it comes to funding schools, and obviously as you also know already, Chip, we've already signed on for the 3G schools as well. So mm-hmm. again, Chip, this year, it's a difficult budget cycle because we have so many needs, but um, I think we're going to come to a resolution here pretty soon. Uh, McCall, I know uh, I've known you for a while, and I know many, uh, you know, on your body. Uh, and and one of the things that that we're all wrestling with uh, is the violence in our city, uh, and in particular, you know, juvenile violence in our city and, and gun control and things like that. Now. Uh, your your folks, uh, your 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 uh, your other colleagues on the city council. Uh, although we already understand the dynamics of what the state house can do, uh, but they are looking at uh, ways to maybe even bring up some suggestions for possible ordinances for uh, gun control here in Memphis and in Shelby County, uh, tackling the permitless carry. Uh, We know that the state can override all of this. And I know many of you and many of your colleagues probably feel the same way, but also share the same frustration uh, in terms of why we can't get uh, anything done done in reference to this. Share your thoughts about that, if you wouldn't mind. Yes. You're exactly right here. We have to do something differently in our county, in our city. And that's an uphill battle with the state. As you know, state law uh, preempts anything that we can do here, just like federal law would. But we can't sit back and say we're doing things business as usual. So we got some of these discussions to the state. Uh, they, they, It'd be great if they looked at us as what's happening in our county uh, as it relates to other counties in the state. So uh, we got to do something. I stand in support of that, and I look forward to us doing a joint uh, resolution here from the city and the county. Uh, it really is very frustrating, and I know that one of the things that has been proposed, uh, and I, I'll be honest, and I, I'd like to get your take on it. I'm a little concerned about it from the perspective of the Memphis Police Department uh, now wanting to uh, impose curfews uh, in another week in June. Is I mean, school is out at the end of this week, and then we start another summer cycle. With the way things are going now, and they want to take the kids uh, uh, who may be you know out past curfew uh, in certain parts of town, and uh, if, if they're not accompanied by a parent, take them over to Greenlaw. Do you have any issues with that uh, one way or another? I do. I just wanted to know. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yes, we do. Yes, yes, I do. And just so you know, we're having a town hall meeting tomorrow oh. at 630. Uh, uh, Councilman Michael Easters Thomas, as well as with Chief C.J. Davis, will be there just to talk about just this very same issue as it relates to what's going on at Green Law. The people in the community are not in support of I'm not either. So uh, for those of you who are listening, if you can make it by tomorrow at 630, uh, no, PM at Greenlaw, we'll have this conversation. C.J. Davis will be there. Director C.J. Davis will be there to answer any questions as well. 
Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, I just don't understand the logic and the thinking behind this. I think I know where part of it's going in terms of the area of town, downtown, and they're talking about specifically, uh, but but there needs to be, I don't know, more thought or a better, op- a better option in, in terms of this. You know, you talked about the need for schools, uh, Mikhail. You know, Frazier desperately needs a school, and you all are trying to, you know, fund, uh, find money to build a school in Cordova. Uh, uh, is there, is there, I mean, I know both of them are priorities, but is there, is, is that Frazier, and I know how attached you are to Frazier, uh, um, is that, is that really something uh, that, that is, that you're laser focused on and trying to figure out uh, how to fund a new school out there because they sure do need one? I'm laser focused on that because the mayor has been talking about that for the last four years. So therefore, and you listen, I'm also biased. I represent Frazier. Yes, you do. So yeah. I have to look out what's important for Frazier. So I'm laser focused on that. I want to see that happen by any means. So that's just not lip service when we talk about Frazier in high school. We've been talking about that long enough. Absolutely that. And, uh, you know, we, we, we know there's going to be, um, you know, something good that comes out of that. I, one one uh, final question, if, if I can, uh, from the revisionist history uh, files. Uh, you, you all were part of, of, of history in reference to the fact that we lost one of our uh, uh, locally elected legislators uh, to the nuttiness and the madness of the Tennessee State House, uh, and that uh, you all were responsible for, 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 for putting Justin J. Pearson, uh, you know, back uh, in, in office. Now we have to have another uh, election uh, for an election that's already been been had. We have to have another special election uh, that's going to cost a lot of money. How? How infuriating it was all of that, uh, and, and how big a waste of time is all of this in terms of uh, how you look at it? Chip, it was, a, it was a terrible waste of time, waste of resources. No one should ever be expelled because of a decorum issue. Uh, I'm happy that we were able to put him back in office, but now you're right. We have to have a special election that costs time, resources, and money, uh, and we look forward to seeing Justin get reelected right back to that position uh, once again. So. Uh, I, I disagree with it totally, but I think the state hopefully learned their lesson going forward, Chip. Well, that that is that that's that's the key, you know. Will it now? They're going to have a special session in August. I think August twenty first. They're calling them back for a special session to address uh, dr- uh, 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 gun control issues. I, I'll be honest, I, I am uh, totally pessimistic uh, because uh, the track record of the House. Uh, especially uh, in allowing uh, 21-year-olds down to 18-year-olds now to have guns without permits, without licenses, without background checks, uh, you know, is just adding more fuel to the fire. You agree? I, I definitely it does. I mean, we shouldn't, we should not have people that young with permitless carry here in our county, in our city. We look at issues that we have going on, and it relates to a lot of gun violence. So. That's just not good for our portion of the state. I get it. We have state law. I want to be respectful to state laws, but that legislation is not good for our county. And hopefully they'll start to listen. If they don't, we may have to take them to court for that. All right. Well, listen, uh, Mikhail Lowry, uh, County Commissioner, Chairman. Uh, thank you so much, Mikhail, for uh, taking time uh, out of your busy schedule to come visit with us tonight. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll uh, look to keep in touch and uh, we'll get you back down the road. We appreciate it. Yeah, sounds good, Chip. Take care. All right, you too. Have a great night. Mikhail Lowry, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Shelby County Commissioner and the Shelby County Commission Chairman. Uh, they're f- working their way through uh, the budget uh, season. A lot of uh, ask out there, of course. There's a lot of challenges uh, that they have to deal with as well. Appreciate him coming on the show. We're going to take our one final break of this broadcast. And when we come back, uh, 
two things I, I, I can guarantee. One, uh, my next guest uh, is going to talk about water. That's the first thing. And the second thing is I'm going to try not to have a senior moment during the commercial break. This is Real Talk. Okay, ladies, this is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back. <laughs> If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Hi there. This is Bill D. Please join me and Jimmy Inc. when we welcome Memphis band Turnstiles to the WYXR May Rent Party, Saturday, May 27th at 3 p.m. Join us live in the Crosstown Atrium or tune in on WYXR 91.7 FM, Memphis. WYXR is community radio. So why not help us spread our sound through the community? Be a part of our growth by sharing our station and our mobile app with a friend. Visit us at WYXR underscore Memphis on social and tag your closest pals. Let someone you love know about 91.7 FM. It's easy. Our sound is made just for you. So let's make it louder. You're listening. But are you in the know? The WYXR weekly newsletter is the best source for keeping up with events at WYXR. Whether they are happening on our airwaves, behind the scenes, or out in the community, log on to newsletter.wyxr.org to sign up for our mailing list and keep yourself in the loop. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to the big broadcast on this Monday evening. A beautiful night in the city it is. And I'm very happy to have my next guest with us. We've not uh, had her on the show for a while. Uh, but, uh, it, it, you know, whenever there's uh, issues, or whenever we want to catch up with what is happening with our water, our water supply, our water system and everything, we bring back the water warrior. See, she didn't remember, remember that. Sarah Houston, the water. Hi, Sarah. Good to see you. Hey, Chip. Happy belated birthday. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. It's good to see you. And um, we haven't chatted in a while. And I think I, I was I'm not sure, but I thought I read something recently uh, that kind of got my attention in reference to water, the water. And I don't know if it had anything to do with uh, mm -hmm. particles or rust in the water. Where are we these days? Are you feeling good? And I forgot to give you your proper title. You are the executive director of Protect Our Aquifer. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so w w what what is going on out there uh, in, in terms of that, uh, and 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 what do you see on the horizon? What, what's happening? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Water Warrior works good for a title, too. So absolutely. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Um, yeah. You know, there's been um, some preliminary results for the $5 million aquifer study. Now, you have to remember all of our MLGW water bills were raised back in 2018 by 1%. So we're all paying about 18 cents a month to study issues with the aquifer. Okay. So University of Memphis Caesar and MLGW, MLGW, they've been studying this stuff. And this first phase of the study is supposed to wrap up this summer. And we got a sneak peek on what some of the findings are. And what we're seeing is that there are areas in the clay. Now you remember we've got shallow aquifer, it's polluted. We have been trashing this thing for a hundred years. Right. Then we've got this clay layer that's kind of been our saving grace before you get to the deep Memphis sand aquifer where all of our super pure water comes from. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out there are probably a lot more gaps in that clay layer. We call them breaches that can allow pollution to sink down. And so what that means is that there might be more areas for old industrial pollution, legacy pollution to sink down into our drinking water. And so we're studying that really closely to see, okay, where are the areas that are most affected? Where do we really need to get people to rally up and figure out how we can slow or stop that flow of pollution? So, you know, in mentioning that, and, and uh, what, what are some of the areas uh, that, that, you're, that you're keeping a close eye on? I would imagine uh, some of the older parts of the city, maybe the south part of the city, uh, mm -hmm. are any of the areas that you're looking at now the same ones uh, that were affected you know, a few years back when we were dealing with this on a much more serious level? Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's pretty interesting because you think about the north side of the county, it's not really well developed, right? We don't have a bunch of, you know, we got Millington, but you know, there's not a lot of big development, mm -hmm. but that's the only place that we can really use what's like this x-ray tool. It's an airborne electromagnetic tool to really see what's going on underground. Because in the South where we have a lot more development, there's too many buildings in the way. And so what we're seeing in the North side is that there are more of these gaps, but what we're guessing is there's just as many gaps in the clay as in the South. And so our biggest concern right now is actually in Southwest Memphis, in 38109, near the Boxtown area, same location where, you know, Vihelio Pipeline was trying to go through. We're starting to see some potential arsenic leaking into the Memphis aquifer. It's in the shallow aquifer right now. Mm. We know there's a breach in the clay layer and it's right next to the Davis Wellfield. The Davis Wellfield is pumping 20 million gallons of water a day, is sending it to residents and industries in South Memphis. And that's the same Wellfield Bahia Pipeline was gonna go through. Luckily we stopped that, Yeah. but now we're worried that all this pumping is gonna be pulling that arsenic down faster. So, and so we're we're trying to organize and figure out, you know, how do we conserve water, which, you know, we don't talk about conserving water much in here because we've got so much of it. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like uh, something uh, to keep a very wary eye on. And, it, and you're obviously starting to formulate a plan uh, mm -hmm. before this thing becomes, a, you know, a, a real issue. What, what you all did. Uh, you know, uh, a, a few years back, uh, to to basically get the pipeline that was going through that 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 uh, that uh, really uh, uh, 
uh, poorer end of our city, uh, challenged mm -hmm. end of our city, got that completely stopped. Uh, mm -hmm. And I mean, that, that, that was a national, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, when that was all said and done, uh, and, 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 the, and, the, and the way that, I mean, you literally got a multi-million dollar company uh, to, to, to say, never mind, we're not gonna do it here. Uh, has that been something that uh, folks that do what you do uh, around the country have paid attention to and maybe have come to you all to find out exactly, you know, uh, you know if they have some certain issues, you know, how to, how to maybe, you know, help them out in terms of that? Yeah, you know, I love that question because, you know, it was really, it was a monumental thing. I mean, not only did we all get it stopped, it was a community effort. It was protect our aquifer. It was Memphis community against the pipeline. They call it MCAP. Mm -hmm. It was Sierra Club. It was, you know, local residents. It was, you know, Boxtown Neighborhood Association all coming together. And actually, um, Heather McGee, she is a awesome author that wrote this book called The Some of Us. And it's pretty much about how racism actually affects everybody because you start to see things where they pull out economic development, they pull out resources from communities, and it impacts not just based on races, but can impact everybody. You look at a town like Memphis and you see that we don't have nice parks and swimming pools and our school system and all of that is well referenced in this book, Some of Us. And she actually reached out to our community here and said, hey, I want to do a podcast episode on the Bahalia Pipeline story because you had, you know, predominantly white organization, Protect Our Aquifer, yeah. we're the water nerds, you know, we were like looking at all the policy, legal, blah, blah, blah. And then you had MCAP we were working with the local community down there that was trying to save the land. And we're like, hey, we're, we're trying to do the same thing. Let's team up. And so they did a whole podcast episode on this and kind of telling the story of how, you know, finding these issues where we've got commonalities and we're all working for the same thing. Hmm. How do you partner up and how do you work together when, you know, we really are all looking out for the same thing. We're just coming at it from different angles. And so, you know, there has been a lot of outreach from across the country yeah. on, you know, what can we learn from what we did, but what can we learn from others too? Because you know, we're never done. Absolutely that. Listen, I, I, I just, uh, I, I'm, it's good to see you and I'm glad to have you on the show. And, and I want to I wanna stay in touch with this. And anytime there's an issue uh, that you think uh, needs to be brought to, to the greater uh, community's attention, uh, you know how to find me and, uh, you know, and you're always welcome on this show. And I really appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate well, thank you, Chip. When that study comes out, you know, June 30th, this later this summer, we're going to have some juicy aquifer stuff and we need the community to really, you know, figure out what's our path forward to save our drinking water. So we'll be working with y'all and definitely want to help raise that awareness. So I'll let you know when we've got some juicy findings to share. The water warrior, ladies and gentlemen, Sarah Houston. <laughs> Sarah, thank you. It's good to see you, sweetheart. We'll talk to thank you down the road. Thank you so much, Chief. All, All right. right. You yeah. have a good day. All right. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right. Uh, great way to end the broadcast. And as Brent plays us out, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you uh, for uh, checking us out tonight. Patricia A. Rogers, I see you. I see you on there. She said, I'm watching. You know, shout a, shout a sister out. No, <laughs> she does great work, ladies and gentlemen. And so uh, I thank all my guests for uh, checking us out tonight. Really appreciate it uh, for, for them coming on the show. And as always, providing us with some good and useful information. We thank you, uh, our listeners and our Facebook Live watchers and 
you know, tell somebody about what we do on this show. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Uh, and uh, Lord says so. We'll be back uh, next time. We'll try to do it just a little bit better. So for Graham and for Addison and for Lola and for Nicole, I'm Chip. We're out. We'll see you soon. It's real.